Hey everyone, it's Chuck. A couple of quick things before we get rolling here. Rather than take the week off this week, we decided to do a little bit of a laid-back porch talk type episode where we took topical suggestions from social media and riffed on them. I'm flagging this because I think we will have a lot of new listeners this week, and so I wanted to let you all know this is a bit atypical for us, but I still think it's a great episode, and if I do say so myself, I think it's quite funny. Second thing, my audio workstation software I use to record crashed during the recording of this, so the audio isn't quite quite as good as normal since we had to rip it from Google Meet, but I still think it's pretty decent. I hope that y'all will forgive us for that. All right, enough rambling from me. We hope you enjoy and wish you a safe, happy, and wonderful Thanksgiving. Disconnected, but we're connected. Welcome back, Apod Latcha. This is our um, turkey stuffing edition. I don't know. I just made that up. I'm just going to call it that. This is uh, recording this a couple of days before Thanksgiving. How do you say Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Say it. Say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. Thanksgiving. So you put the, the like, where's your inflection? Uh, I do it as two syllables. Thanksgiving. Right. What I'm saying is, so the reason I'm asking is because some people say Thanksgiving and some people say Thanksgiving, whereas some people uh, emphasize the TH versus some people emphasize the G. I think you should emphasize the G. I'm with you. I'm, I always thought Thanksgiving was weird. So it's I'm because people, it. I think it's those uppity people who are like, it's about giving thanks, okay? Yeah. Uh, we got a we got a Thanksgiving ish episode. We're just um, let me be real transparent here. We're, we we put out a tweet saying uh, what uh what we should talk about today. We we got some interesting suggestions, so we're just gonna go through all of them. It's gonna be a fun laid back episode. We hope you enjoy. We got some announcements first, John, including a new Patreon member. All right, um, this week we've got one new Patreon member. It is Amelia. Amelia, thank you so much for joining our Patreon again. Don't forget, you can join for as little as $5 by going to patreon.com slash appodlatcha. Hit that sign-up link. Look, we are doing some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I guess an announcement that we want to make is we don't think that we're going to have um, drunk history for the months of November and December. And the reason being is that you all are way too busy to be – sitting down for that you know <laughs> getting as, drunk with us getting drunk with us you, you just got too much to do it's not worth us trying to pull you away from your families uh so that will come back in 2022 don't worry oh, but yeah. uh it it will take a break i think probably our livers need it too um true and, and so so make sure you're on the lookout for that, but don't forget sign up the a couple more announcements that we have a big announcement right now is that voting is open for the Apod Latcha Appalachian awards, right? This is big. It's still calling them that. <laughs> well, I've been calling it the Appalachian awards brought to you by Apod Latcha, but <laughs> we'll think of a name. Maybe, maybe by the third or fourth time around, honestly, if somebody, co- okay, look, I'm going to tell our listeners right now, if you come up with a name, Right now, I'll send you a prize. If you and, DM us a good name, and I like name, it. A good name, not like yeah, that Pod Latcher Big Dick Awards or something. Yeah, like ooh, that Pod Latcher River and Fish Awards. There's no River and Fish here, Jim. <laughs> the field and, field and Stream Awards. Yeah. Yeah, just Brought to you sued. by Bass Pro Shop. No, you can't just add sponsors. Uh, all right, make sure you click the link in any of our bios it'll take you straight to our link tree chuck is it in our link tree it will be by the end of this uh recording all right if you're listening to this right now it's in the link tree go check it out make sure you vote i think right now it's november 21st as we're recording this and there's about 700 votes so they just keep rolling in make sure you vote for your favorites and uh YouTube, youtube.com slash appodlatcha. Check our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good things. We even have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 2466, Parkersburg, West Virginia, 26102. And that's all for the announcements. Oh, hold on. Uh, before we start, let's uh, let's talk about one of the elephants in the room, and that is with our advertising. So we got word that 
uh, I guess this is a good time to announce this. We got word that on our advertising, not with like Cornbread Hemp or the advertisements we read, but the placed advertisements within the podcast, which, by the way, you don't have to listen to if you sign up at patreon.com slash Latchev ad free. But we heard that Amazon had bought some uh, advertising space on our podcast. And of course, we're not going to... Uh, to stand for that one so we've reached out to the people who actually sell the advertising and we've asked them to remove all amazon uh advertising from any of our podcasts you shouldn't be hearing it anymore if you do please let us know uh but we wanted to make sure that uh y'all knew we you know our money is where our mouth is literally yeah like these these mics were expensive so yeah yeah and if there's other oh, I meant more like we're pulling advertising that, that pays yeah. the podcast <laughs> No, I've just meant very literally. Yeah, uh, that too. I've got I've got euros in my mouth right now. It's wild. Yeah. So let us know if you hear Amazon again. You shouldn't, or or if you hear like from other terrible companies such as like Exxon or someone like that, so that we can make sure that that doesn't happen again. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I, I do want to also say that. That doesn't mean that this stuff won't happen. Uh, we we will try our best, but it does happen. If you get a shitty one, skip through it, tell us, but these things do happen. It's hard for us to control it at all times. Um, so don't think it's like us just like selling out and picking these advertisers because we don't pick them. We just try our best to stop them from advertising. So, All right, but we love the internet. That's why we, we reach out. <laughs> We reached out to our friends on the Twitter machine and, you know, we want to do something unstructured. It's Thanksgiving. We're too busy giving thanks to put together, you know, a very well-researched show on a topic that requires a lot of thought and and uh, intuition. And so we decided why not just throw it out to the listeners. And so we have a list of uh, topical suggestions we posted earlier on our Twitter page. We're recording an unstructured porch talk style episode tonight for Tuesday. What should we discuss? So, okay. With that being said, let's go through some of these topical suggestions. Uh, you said that you had something to say about this one. So I'm going huh. to just read it to you and you will, I guess, respond. I don't have much to say about it. So one suggestion was, and, and I won't say the names. I don't want to dox people. No, don't do that. Yeah. Why the hell are people suddenly praising night comes to the Cumberlands? Which is um, of course a reference to the 1963 novel by Harry Cottle. Uh, my, my, I guess my response is simple. I haven't heard that. Like it, it, it hasn't come up very much. So, I mean, unless I'm missing some like major stuff to me, it's not, it's not hillbilly elegy level. No, I mean, I haven't, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be random praise for everything. Let's not, you know, that that's going to happen, but I have not heard this on a massive scale. For those of you who maybe have, if you have, let us know. Let us know. We'll, uh, we'll dive yeah. right into it. I haven't read it, so I've heard. I just haven't very... heard much. I haven't heard all, a bunch of praise for it. Like I know people like it, but I, I haven't heard like this massive. Like it's not trending on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like it's not all over the place. Yeah, I mean it was 1963. It's a bit of a time ago. Excuse me. Ago. I know this is very controversial. Um, I know that, and there's sure. a lot of hot, very blistering hot takes on it. So let us know. I'm very interested to know about that. Um, who knows? Might even do an episode about it. Next one. Uh, this is one, I think, uh, very deep, very brooding. One that will, I no doubt, inspire a lot of conversation from us. This one was just simply two words, uh, both capitalized, proper noun, wild turkey. Mm. Uh, one presumes that it is the... Uh, Beverage, adult beverage, mm -hmm. wild turkey comes in many different styles and flavors. Um, I believe in uh, in in ninth grade, Scott had a party at his house where he had lots of wild turkey, and I, I, that's what I heard. I cool wild turkey. Wondered why wild I could turkey. Email. Yeah, wild turkey. Um, I guess. I mean, this is not going to create much response from me. I. God, people are going to hate me. I don't like it. I don't think it's good. Is that, that all? Is that all you got for a while? <laughs> I would. 
Yeah, I mean, it. why? Okay, so here's my nuanced take on Wild Turkey, all right? Sure. So, first of all, if you need a not completely garbage whiskey in a pinch, usually find some wild turkey. And uh, and you can mix it in something, and it's stomachable. But, you know, if I'm going to really go out there and I'm going to pay some money for some, uh, for some whiskey, I'm probably going to go with something better. Now, here's the other thing. Maybe this person – could they have accidentally capitalized the T on this? Are they speaking about the undomesticated uh, animal? It is Thanksgiving. It is. That's And that's what I'm thinking. I mean – well, of course, like, you know, we're all big fans of the upland ground bird uh, native to North America. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you and I, we have had our fair share of wild turkey, both liquid and bird form. Um, I've had run-ins with wild turkeys. Yeah. Oh, they're not. They don't. You don't fuck around with them. No, they're, dude, they're dicks. Like, they're I, dangerous. I, I have no, no desire to ever be around one. They're just not very nice. Uh, I'm also, I will say, if we're talking about wild turkeys, I'm always impressed when someone uh, shoots one. What, like for like, hunting? Yeah, okay. Because I, they can't be that easy to hunt down. Like they've got to be somewhat difficult. Um, I don't hunt. I don't hunt. But, it, you know, them and like squirrels, always I'm, in, I'm impressed. Turkeys much easier than squirrels. Oh yeah, I, I will. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't really hunt either. I did have a backyard though, and what I will say is we had a shitload of turkeys in our backyard, and my dog would want to play with them, and they would not fuck with that. Yeah. And uh, my dog got smacked in the fucking face once, which was kind of funny, but also really sad. Um, it got scared. It was really more of like, I'm sad because she expected friendship and her heart got broken more so than any like physical pain. But, um, they just kind of hang out in my backyard when I was growing my parents. So if I had a gun, I could just pop two or three of them from my porch. I would think maybe but I was, anyway, I think one of the only I'm West Virginians never had a gun. Uh, I'm also impressed. I think maybe it's because of also how you have to like dress them and stuff. I, I find that impressive too. Like that, that's some hard work. Yeah. You got to put them. I mean, imagine trying to find a suit for a turkey size. Right. Like, I mean, I, I figure like, what are they like? Do they like champion Nike Adidas? Like, Oh, I was thinking it? like, like, uh, like Brooks brothers boys or something. <laughs> I mean, that's for the, the really uppity ones. Yeah. All my turkeys are uppity. That's anyway, why, that's why they get got, hardened. This has got off the rails. Um, well, thanks for that. Wild <laughs> turkey. Uh, I don't like it. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, and you can you can hate me for it if you want. I am positively indifferent. So the next one we have is from blankety blank because we don't dox people. It says blankety blank 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 blank. I have never lived in Appalachia, but I push uh-huh. back on the tropes because I really love Appalachia. Nice. What can someone do or say to not just shut someone down, but change minds? Whew. Do you know what a stone cold stunner is? Uh, my first car. No. That's what I called it. So you tell what I know that you're setting this up for me to say no. So why don't you just go ahead? No, I thought I was wondering. I thought you did. You know, I don't watch wrestling. You don't know what a stone cold stunner is. Is it was, is that something you get at stone cold creamery? Creamery. Yeah. Right. I've been there before then. No stone cold stunner. Stone cold comes out, kicks him in the gut and then stuns him, which is like grabbing his head, pulling down, sitting right. Don't do that. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Please don't do that. Um, sure. And that was a reference to uh, Steve Austin. Um, former Are you Googling this? I'm making sure that he had a middle name that I was going to say because I wanted it to be funny. Ha-ha. Do you know how he got the name Stone Cold? I don't because I don't know anything about wrestling. And I'm not really sure where you're going with this as to answer the question, but, if, I mean, if, if you're going to land a plane, <laughs> land it, I guess. I I'm never know. landing. Uh, do you, I mean, I thought you'd actually have an answer for this. I, I mean, I have a real answer. Uh, oh, okay. 
I mean, a, a you real can go answer, ahead with your fake one if you want. I don't care. No, uh, my real answer is just essentially uh, keep doing what you're doing right now. I mean, if you're shutting, if you're shutting it down, we appreciate it. Uh, learn about the region. That's that's probably the biggest thing. If especially if you're not from here, or you know, maybe I don't know how much they know. Um, but the best thing you can do is educate yourself because it's really the only way you can educate others. Yeah, I I like that. I think. Um especially with this example, this person said they never lived there, but they really love Appalachia. So like one way to, you know, kind of turn that change that person's mind is tell them like what you love about it. You know, what, what you, what you, why you feel the need to defend it, why you care about it so much. And cause that's what we do. I mean, we're from there, but that's also what we do. So I don't think you need to be from here to be able to do that, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely that. Um, but that's a good one. That's something that uh, for definitely a broader conversation, we could go into that more for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. how about we move on to the next one because it's, it's similar. So this person said uh, a topic suggestion, how tribalism and under education slash not valuing education negatively impacts Appalachia, comma, examples and possible solutions. <laughs> Well, that's a lot to unpack. Yes, it is. Uh, maybe we should start one at a time. Tribalism, I think, yeah. is a good one. I'd say break uh, it up a bit, yeah. Tribalism, in terms of Appalachia, I think has really, really been uh, a hindrance, especially with the uh, presidential campaign of Donald Trump. That's where you saw a lot of tribalism. Uh, we talked about it in our earlier episodes, too, where it became cool in Appalachia to be a Trump guy. Like to wear the MAGA hats, to do all of these things. And it was because everybody was doing it. It was this feeling of acceptance, which Appalachians don't get all the time. And so when they do find it, they tend to, I guess, harness it more maybe than other regions and other cultures. So I do think that tribalism is a a massive issue at times, especially in politics across the region. Yeah, tribalism is a humongous problem, like yeah. everywhere. Everywhere, but and it's it's only getting worse. I think um, I got in. If we had a great, you know, a solution for that, we'd probably be giving a TED talk right now or something. Yeah, which we still could. Uh, but I would say, I mean, tribalism is. I think the way that you combat it is by not by trying to disassociate yourself with like one side versus the other, or having a more nuanced view of things. I mean too often people look to their tribe for how they should think about something. And I think the way to combat that is having your own opinion about something and not looking to, to whoever else has it and and aligning that way. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Um, But I think the bigger question here is under education slash not valuing education and how it negatively impacts Appalachia. And I think, um, that's an interesting question because I think there's a divergence there. I don't, I mean, what's your opinion on that? Cause I, I don't know how widespread that is. I, it also depends on like education in general. I mean, like higher education, I think is a different question than just education. Yeah. Uh, first off, I, I, I do want to say one thing in terms of that, that tribalism question on a solution for it. One of the solutions that I think needs to happen is, there's this movement across everywhere, but let's say Appalachia in general, that if you're against whatever the tribe is, right, instead of trying to bring people in, you try to defeat the other people into joining. And that's not how you should convince people that their position is incorrect. You should respect their position, but also educate them. I think that there's this misconception that if you just beat somebody into the ground, they eventually submit and do whatever you want. And that's not how this works. So, uh, I will say that that is a massive issue, especially when it comes to the left right now, if we're talking politics, um, that they can just shun people into thinking a certain way, and it actually does the exact opposite. So yeah. that's a, a big thing to remember. In terms of not valuing education, I think it's twofold. One, look at the region uh, itself, especially the rural areas. Why would you value education, especially, let's say, uh, you know, your student in that system, why would you value it when you don't see a good outcome in sight? It's the, you know, it's a lot of the things that people battle when it comes to Appalachia. The jobs aren't there. The the ability, the people who tend to do well in education and 
Appalachia, especially the rural areas, are the people, it, I hate to say it, are the people who are trying to get out or have this idea that they want to get out. And that's a lot of them right now. It's really sad. But until it's it's a catch-22 because until you create opportunities, this educa- education is not going to be valued. However, until you value education, no one's going to come here and create opportunities. It's a, it's a massive catch-22. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, I also would argue that it's not happening everywhere across the region. It's there are places that highly value education in the region and teachers that are doing phenomenal jobs. It's, I mean, Appalachia doesn't pay teachers well historically. They don't give them the resources. And I'm not quite sure that that is not valuing education as it is not allocating uh, the resources that you may have, may or may not have access to. Yeah, I think there's, um, I would agree with you. I don't think it's everywhere in the region, but definitely like probably in some of the more rural parts, maybe oh, there's, yeah. I think there's, there's a perception of elitism, particularly with higher education. And one of the things I've noticed is we probably need to emphasize, I don't want to say emphasize college less, but emphasize other alternatives more. Because I think like when, I don't know about you, this is my perception. When I was in school and when I was in high school, particularly, I always viewed like, I always viewed if you didn't go to college that you were essentially like a failure. Mm-hmm. Whereas presenting opportunities like going to trade school, being something like a plumber or a forester or, you know, like a a trade, whatever you want to call it, like a, apprenticeship type career are really good things and obviously still very much needed. Like a plumber is not going to, you know, be, be forced out of the economy due to, um, due to technology and automation, uh, at least as far as I know, things like that. And so I think adding, I think looking at those careers is more dignified too. And, and more emphasis on that and normalizing that would be a good thing. Cause there are a lot of people that, college is not the thing for them. And it's not also just not affordable. Um, and honestly, I would probably, I mean, I'm not regretting any decisions I made, but I'd probably be making a lot more money if I was like a master plumber right now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's a meme that I think of every time uh, we talk about this and it's, it's this um, woman in a business suit with her uh, kid, hold, you know, she's holding a hand about to cross the street and a garbage truck pulls up and the guy's out getting the trash. And the little boy goes, uh, mommy, that's what I want to be when I grow up. And she essentially shuns him and says like, you don't want to be that. That's not what you want to do. And the next picture is like, yeah, she's in a suit, but she's making $30,000 a year and has a hundred thousand dollars in college debt. He's making $70,000 a year. It's a union job union job. That's right. And you know, and so it, there needs to be more education on what these jobs really are. Like college is not it honestly, like, there are a lot of degrees and I, you and I both have <laughs> two of those degrees, political science that don't yep. lead to anything, but more school. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. you can do with a bachelor's degree in political science. And we knew that you, going into it, right, the presumption, the which is ridiculous. We knew, okay, we got to go. We got to go on. We either got to go get a doctorate or we got to become lawyers. We got to do this, you know, so that's just the way it is. <laughs> what a so such a racket sometimes. Yeah. Like it's not to say that like I'm not trying to rag on on higher ed. It's just there are I mean in most you know, most people in higher ed would acknowledge this. There are a lot of problems and I think there's a lot of uh I mean especially a lot of issues with, with poor people um yep. not having the right access to it and it's a shame. And not being educated about access. Yeah. That, oh my god. God, that is such a we could do a whole fucking episode about yeah. that, man. I missed out on probably thirty thousand dollars worth of scholarships because my quote unquote advisor gave me the wrong deadline. Yep. I mean it's just little stuff like that, man. So cool. So great. All that now compounded interest because somebody told me the wrong day. Really great. Uh but that's right, I don't work hard enough according to the Same. people on the right. So all right, this is a good one. Um, next one, like diverging a little bit here. Mountain Dew. 
semicolon, actually tasty comma, or culturally prominent hallucination? Whoa. Okay. Um, I was... All right. I don't know how the two kind of go together, but sure, why not? I guess here's a good plug for one of our earlier episodes where we talk about Mountain Dew Mouth. Dew Mouth. That was like episode uh, the, 23. Know, a stereotype that we discussed. You can go back and, and listen to it. Um, where we, I guess, break down the stereotype, which is not really what we're going to do right here. Um, I guess <laughs> I think Mountain Dew tastes good. I mean, it's full of sugar and terrible for you, but I think it still tastes good. So what you're saying is it's not a culturally prominent hallucination? Nope, I never would have thought that. <laughs> I, I don't know entirely what that means. Uh, uh, I guess what they're saying is is culturally prominent, but the hallucination is that it actually tastes good. Right, but that to me uh, furthers a stereotype that only one culture likes Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's what it's saying. I think it's like it is culturally prominent in the sense that Mountain Dew kind of has its origins in the region. Sure, um, but I mean, there's a reason why it's sold worldwide. Right, but there's still some cultural prominence to it. I'm not saying that it doesn't reinforce stereotype, but I don't think I, I think like it it's cultural prominence and the stereotype are maybe not necessarily post hoc ergo propter hoc correlation causation. My nuanced take is that I don't like regular Mountain Dew. Um it's not tasty to me. I did crush it a lot when I was in high school. Baja Blast though, I fuck with that. Yeah, ball bat blast the especially the freeze the yeah 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 I don't really drink it though because I only really drink diet soda because I'm a douche so I don't drink soda unless it's like with alcohol which that's not very often on there you go all right I know you're gonna if have... I'm gonna drink soda it's gonna be for YouTube or YouTube channel yeah I was gonna say that <laughs> contrary to the to forthcoming video where you drink five. Dude, and the entire time you will notice, like, as I go, like, how worn down my body starts to feel. This uh, this YouTube video is brought to you by Omeprazole, uh, better known as Pepsid AC. Really funny that you say that, because I have a prescription, too. I know you're going to have a really strong opinion on this. Okay. Oh, okay, so I read, this is Burnsville, North Carolina, Bojangles strike i did not see the strike at the end i just thought it was the <laughs> i just thought this person wanted us to comment on the burnsville north carolina bojangles well i'll do it i'll do it i both. love it do both do both <laughs> i love the burnsville north carolina uh bojangles i really like what they're doing down there god damn burnsville man you're burning my heart is what i'm burning saying. yeah causing me not to burn any fat because uh, you are filled <laughs> with calories. Um, Man, that's... I like, dude, I love Bojangles. The food? Oh, yeah. I love Bojangles so much. I can't get it where I'm at right now. Me either. Sadly. I get I Popeyes. Used... <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, though. It's Man. not. Pop, it's not. Pop, Popeyes is too commercialized, in my opinion. Um, now, Bojangles... <laughs> That's like I could get it all the time in Nashville, and I, I only got it on rare occasions, but on like special days, you know. But Bojangles, a thumbs up for that as far as an establishment with food. The strike, not familiar with what's going on there, but uh, default, I support the workers. So, yeah, all the we just we started this out by you know fawning over Bojangles, but if they're not willing to you know let their workers unionize and fuck them. Hey, this is a good do- time to discuss tutors. Tutors! You know, you know, tr- a good transition here. Hell yeah. Uh, if, you, if you haven't heard, workers in uh, Elkview, West Virginia, walked out on tutors. And uh, if if you've listened to pretty much any episode we've ever done, you know how much we enjoy tutors, the I food. Uh, however, we won't be supporting that establishment, the company itself, oh. until they recognize their employees' ability to unionize. And the big thing, and this is, I guess, what kind of sucks, is that Chuck and I were planning to do essentially an eat the like rate rank the menu yeah. of of Tudor's biscuits. We're not going to do that now. So if y'all have something that you think we should do, DM us, tweet us, whatever, tell us. 
because we're looking for suggestions on what to replace that with because we absolutely will not support a company that does not support their workers. No, I'm, I was pretty pissed about that because I was, I was actually excited to plan that event. Um, and so we're not, we're not going to risk it for the biscuit until nope. there are fair wages. Don't do it. Hit them where it hurts in the pocket. That's what I say. Um, and give us something else to do because we need it. Uh, we're yeah. going to be, we're going to be around December. What up? Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one, this is, um, you're going to have an interesting take on this. I think, um, I know I do it, which is, uh, this person and, uh, kind of appropriate cause, uh, well, I'll just say it. Their reply to this was golf, and then it had the emoji of the face scratching the chin, uh, which is perfect because their profile picture of this person is of somebody playing golf. So I um, hmm. think that that might be on their mind quite often. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, you don't even golf, do you? Listen, um, have I have I golfed in the past? Yes, I have a nuanced take on this. Apparently, obviously, um, so okay. golf, traditional golf with a stick. Um, am I for it? Not necessarily. I'm not against it. I like top golf. That's fun because you can get drunk and hit balls, and it doesn't really matter what you do with them, and you don't have to go That's get true. them, which is pretty dope. Uh, goofy golf. Big fan okay. of goofy golf. I was pretty good at goofy golf. Uh, beat my parents most times I played, and my dad was pretty good. Um, he was pretty good. He had a couple. He he went uh, like five under par at the Boaz Clown Golf Incredible. in uh, Wood County. Which yeah, no, my dad was really fucking good at, at goofy golf, and so <laughs> I'm big on goofy golf. Now, as far as regular golf, take it or leave it. Not a you know, and some people like. <laughs> Golf people can kind of go one two ways, and and this, I apologize to anybody gets offended by this. There are some golf people that are just total assholes, like very entitled. You know, it's in everything though. No, it's not. Not in goofy golf. I've never met an oh, entitled goofy golf. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I do. Is, don't be smirched. Okay, well, let's share your story. Oh, I can tell you right now, there are people in Goofy Golf who take it so seriously. Oh, I know. I'm just kidding. I mean, the records. They put the records up like it matters. Well, number one, it does. Uh, To who? What are they getting? A free Sunday? Maybe. They're not even getting Cold Stone. A free Sunday is a free Sunday. I'm not going to scoff because I'm not an elitist that has to go to I'll Cold Stone you, Creamery. I'll, look, I'll pay you in Sundays not to put your records up. <laughs> My turn about golf. No, golf. hold on. i got to push back on this goofy golf thing. Yes, <laughs> okay. there are douchebags. I, I was getting into the douche aspect of this. Yeah, there are douches and everything, including goofy golf, and there are some real assholes in goofy golf. Um, I was just, I, I was, I was just, you know, making a joke earlier. There are, they're, they're horrible people, people who have committed war crimes that play goofy golf. <laughs> I thankfully am not one of them. What I'm saying is, is like for something I'm already disp- predisposed to kind of like be sort of, eh, the douchey people put me over the edge of like, nah. Now what I will say yeah. is, um, I really like golf carts and I don't yeah. understand the people that do not use them. Agreed. I do agree with that. There you go. That's it. What's the point, you know? They're there for a reason. That's the most fun part of golf. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Ikea. The most fun thing about Ikea, the carts. Those carts are, you have never noticed? I hate those carts because it's a pain in the ass to go around corners in. What, all four wheels turn. You can I know, drift. I know. You can <laughs> drift around corners. You drift right into the damn spatula pile. Not if you know how to do it. Not if you're. I'm not sorry. I'm good. not a. I'm not a professional cart driver. I I don't go to IKEA often, so. I don't either, but I go for the carts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, about golf. Let's go back to that. <laughs> I I enjoy golf. I also hate golf. Golf's the only sport that you can be really good one swing and then the worst player ever the next it like it is the most frustrating sport um so i respect anybody that's good at golf because Mm -hmm. i'm not good like i'm okay but i'm not good 
so when I play with somebody who's like super good, I'm like, I don't know how you do this. It should not physically be possible. Um, but congrats. Cause you're, you've unlocked a level of being a human that I can't. It's one of those so, where you can be fat and you can be like super out of shape and be really good at it. John Daly. John Daly is the Shit, perfect yeah. example of, I mean, that dude would hit a 300 yard drive and then light a cigarette only to walk 300 yards to get his ball. <laughs> I feel like that's what, that's what like old time baseball players like in Babe Ruth. Yeah, did Babe Ruth. They burn out. <laughs> yeah. They burn out like a, like a Marlboro red, but our, they, they still had a dip in their mouth though at the same time. Dude, it makes me so mad that I was born or that I live now because like back then I'm an athlete and now <laughs> I'm obese. Well, look, you I mean you peaked at the right time though. You were an athlete when you were like ten, right? True, I did peak, dude. Yeah. I did. That's true. We get golf is- Rams for life. Martin Rams. Rams. Uh, all right, the next one. This one's a great one. Um, I honestly, I can't believe we've never asked this question on this show before. Lift kits: colon How high is too high? <laughs> and and for those maybe not um, indoctrinated or or knowledgeable, of what a lift kit is is a kit you put on your vehicle to lift it up higher. Mostly trucks. Mostly trucks, trucks, mostly trucks, uh, not to be confused with hydraulics, which are used on 70s era Chevelles. So a lift kit. I truthfully, this is a part of the subculture that I you know, haven't really been able to wrap my head around. Um, I do have some thoughts on the height, but uh, I mean, what do you think? You know, did you ever have a lift kit? No. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? How? OK, look. At 350 pounds, it was tough for me to get into a, a Dodge Journey, let alone something five feet off the ground. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck a Dodge Journey is. It's an SUV yeah. that sits real low. I own one now. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. It kind of looks like a minivan, but not. All right, got it. Hey, look, uh, there's. if you would have got a picture of me um, in the, like my old Dodge Neon, it looks like when you pop a roll of croissant rolls, right? Like when you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, go on. Go on. I'm... Neons are like some of the smallest cars, too. It's like the only thing smaller than that is a Geo Metro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looks like, you know, as soon as it, as soon as you, you know, you pop it, that's what it looks like me trying to get in that. Well, it used to be me trying to get into that car. Now, now imagine that thing's five feet off the ground. I mean, it, <laughs> croissant roll—they they can't jump. That's all I'm saying. That's, Neither it, could I. It, the comparison is very apt because also it, the the pop is also very scary too with a croissant yeah, roll. And I imagine this. Yeah, thing it was my struts crying every yeah. time I sat. <laughs> Once you pop, the John don't stop because if you stop, yeah. so, you got to get out. Look, so my look. There's no way I was gonna gonna get something that high off the ground. I also have no idea what the purpose is. Nope. There's what, no purpose. There's no purpose. I think other than to like be douchey. I don't know. Look, I have my thoughts about lift kits. What is high? How high is too high? I don't know. Three feet? Probably any feet. Um, because I think that they're ridiculous. I think it was more of like, um, I, I liken them to NFTs. They're basically pointless and people buy them as, as some weird status symbol that only yep. other people who care about them recognize or care right. about. Right. That's how I feel about them. And that's um, about, that's a great comparison. And I, I view them in the same category as spinner hubcaps that were very popular oh, when we were okay, in high school. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, are you going to tell me that your Dodge Neon had spinner hubcaps? It, it did not. I couldn't afford them. Uh, but what I did have – now, do you know the little fart can mufflers? Is that literally what they're called? Or are you talking about like Flowmasters? Well, not really. They weren't Flowmasters. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like what makes a Honda Civic sound like a – that you sound like my my yamaha yz80 dirt bike so exactly that's what a honda civic sounds like with a fart can oh okay now i had one of those on the dodge neon i had a fart can muffler um on which, purpose or by yeah on on purpose like uh <laughs> 
I'm just like I, imagining like you like like 300 pounds in this tiny ass car with like just like 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 in the back of the car. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, there were, I had a fart can muffler and uh, and subwoofers. Oh my god. I I think I think subwoofers are a must as a kid. I think they're great, especially in a Dodge Neon. Oh, dude. I, and I put like ones that took the whole trunk. Like we built a whole, a whole case for them that like fit perfectly. I thought I was the coolest guy with my fart can muffler and my 14 inch, uh, like things that just go. Nothing like that for my car. <laughs> I just like, I thought it was cool because I put cheap seat covers on the back. So people oh, I had, wouldn't I had see the grease covers. stains on my, I had racing seat covers. Uh, that I bought. They were white with they, they literally looked like um like racing seats, but they were twenty dollars. That's the beauty of it. You can make a, a, a car look kind of nice with that like, is still my favorite car of all time. Dodge Neon? I love Fair Dodge enough. Neons. I wish they'd bring them back. All right, we got two left. Um all right, this one is uh oh this is a good one for Thanksgiving. So this is a, or I guess a question. So this one says how to talk to aunt Tammy with love, respect, and absolutely no bullshit when she brings up literally any Fox news take. And then the second part of this is how to explain strikes and unionization to young children. Oh, this is three parts, how to protect queer youth in rural America. Wow. Okay. So, you know, Thanksgiving shit is what this person said. So let's break this one down with the first part, which is how to talk to Aunt Tammy with love, respect, and and this is very important, John, absolutely no bullshit mm-hmm. when she brings up any Fox News take. Do you have this issue, like, with your family gatherings? I'm not sure if you do or not. Yeah. Okay. I guess, and the issue being diverging political opinions, I suppose. Yeah. And it's always tough, too, because they all know, like, it, whether it's one side of the family or the other, they all know I ran for office and they all know I ran as a Democrat. So like they, there's always somebody, Democrat. there's always somebody who asks a question like, what do you think about this right here? You know? And then, <laughs> and then that's what happens. And it's, and it's like the Hillary Clinton kill list. Right. Like, <laughs> what do you think about this, John? Yeah. Remember <laughs> Oh, John, John, get over here. Help me hang these lights. <laughs> Why are we hanging it? Well, just like Jeffrey Epstein, it ain't gonna hang itself. <laughs> Jesus that's, Christ! I mean, you know, that's it. Well, that's hey. There's that crosses the political divide there. <laughs> um, how to talk to Ant- uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, and it's. I usually just don't bring. I guess well, this question is if they bring it up. I usually just don't really talk about it because I don't see any. Yeah, there's usually nothing to gain from it, or I'm just like, hi, yep, you know, wild stuff. I don't watch news, so I don't know, um, because I don't. But uh, I just don't think there's anything to gain from it. And there's so much other, there's so many other things you can talk about at Thanksgiving. So my suggestion would be to introduce a different topic of conversation, such as um, the weather or. How are the Detroit Lions doing today since they always play on Thanksgiving? Just kidding. Talk about anything else. Like, talk about your lives, your families, you know, how wonderful it is to see their beautiful faces because of COVID. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just flat out say it. You will not educate nor change people's mind at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Nope. It won't happen. No matter how righteous you feel or uh, anything, just so. Don't engage. It's not going to do literally anything. Yeah, it'll allow you to scream for 30 minutes, but like, to be quite honest, you're probably now being the annoying one because everything's being turned towards you. Don't, it, there is no way to do it. Just don't. That's, that's my philosophy. And I think that should be everybody's philosophy because if not, you are now part of what's ruining Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, and I think, like, if they want to actually have, like, a... Like, here's the thing, is, like, 
if they don't have a real conversation, like a legitimate one, then that's one thing. And that's something that can be done. You know, you grab a couple of whiskeys after Thanksgiving, you sit out on the porch. That's great. But sure. Nobody, most people don't want that at the table. No. I would, I would venture to to guess. I, I can tell you this. If it, when it happens at my house, um, cause we host, we've asked people to either go outside or just go home. That's good. That's a good policy. There, like we hey, don't we don't put up with that. Like there you go. If you're hosting, make it a rule. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it, this year, we have a new rule, or well, it started last year, but it continues this year. You can't come to Thanksgiving if you're not vaccinated. That's a new rule. Boom. That's a good you one. You can put in whatever rules you want because guess what? You're allowed. So just make it a rule. That's it's your my. House, man. That's what I do. So you should do it too if that's how you feel. If you can defend your house with a gun castle doctrine then you can defend your house by not letting people in that are unvaccinated so there you go uh yeah i think that's a smart rule and you know just don't put on fox news on the tv either put on the yule log on youtube or you put on a game and people can bitch about that that's what i do there you go all right the second part of this how to explain strikes and unionization to young children wow okay um i mean it really depends on how young I mean, how young are we talking yeah here. i I think that's the thing is like how young are we talking here I mean it, maybe like young a, I mean does a five year old really need to know about unionization strike probably, you know what I mean not, like yeah. so if that's what you're going for, don't like it, <laughs> they they don't need to like let them that's the thing right now people need to realize like yes, you have to educate your kids, you have to do it from a young age. But you can still let them be kids. Yeah, there's yeah. no need to put this adult shit on them at an early age. In fact, don't I like I don't have kids, so take whatever I say for a you know with a grain of salt. But like, I hate when I see like my friends do that to their kids because one, it, it's not going to stick with them at that age, and two, they need to be kids. <laughs> like, just let them enjoy being yeah. a kid. It's hard to avoid like things. I mean, it's hard to like be a kid because you just get bombarded with all different right. kinds of things all the time. I will say, um, uh, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I guess if like you're explaining it to someone, maybe like let's say an adolescent or someone mm-hmm. who's in like middle school or high school, it's a little bit different. And uh, you know, it was hard for me to wrap my head around when I was in high school and my dad was on strike. I would just say like, yeah, if you have young kids, I don't know that we need to really go into the uh, failures of capitalism and, and the plight of the working class, so to speak. Um, but for like people, for like younger adults, maybe I, you know, I think you explained it in the terms that, that you explain it to anybody else. It's, it's, um, it's workers who, who are standing up for their rights, the rights that are afforded to them under federal law. Um, and the reason why they're doing this is because they're not getting a fair contract and they want more for the work that they put in and the effort they put in. And I think it's just, it, you know, explain it in simple terms. I think, cause it's not a hard concept really. It really isn't. I mean, now the, the nuances of like unionization and, and, and secret ballots and all that shit, like that's don't, way too complicated. That's and, just, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I went to law school to learn that. Like they, and I, I did too. I didn't learn it. Cause it's not, it's not easy to comprehend. It's, it's really, it's really hard. There's a reason it's really hard. It's because they want to keep it hard. Right. Um, the other thing that I'll mention, or at least I'll say, is if you can't sit down with whatever age this kid is and explain it like you would to another normal human being, they're probably too young and you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Yeah, I I think it's a good question. I like the question. It's a great question. And, but I think, you know, I think you just lay it out straight. I mean, people if, just if, want to be treated fairly and they want to yeah. be valued for the work they put in. And they're I mean, not being <laughs> Not I mean, it, yeah, this isn't something that needs to be uh... – now, if they're asking a question, let's say a little kid sees uh, people picketing, right, and they say, well, what are they doing? I think you can explain it to them and say, you know, they're unhappy with their boss or, you know, they're not getting paid enough, so they're they're asking for more money and that's why they're doing this. I think you can break it down like that, but there's no reason to go into the nuances of it. Yeah, I agree. Um. The last part of this question was how to protect queer youth in rural America. And that is, that's a good one. The big one, the big one. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, and I don't think that this is, a, it's not an issue that's exclusive to rural America, although I do yeah. think it's probably more prevalent there 
urban places, I think, tend to be more accepting yeah. of queer youth. And there's certainly, especially in Appalachia, I think more recently there's been issues where um, – I don't know if like hate crime is the word, but just like like displays of intolerance and discrimination yeah. has been happening. And so it's a very real issue. Um, I think number one is having support systems in place in rural America where queer youth can feel safe and accepted. I think that for a long time, those things didn't exist. And obviously, there's, we're two not queer people talking about this. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there have to be allies. There have to be allies and support systems in place to where people can, can unify and stand up against hate and discrimination and feel supported in that. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. I mean, um, we've seen several groups in Appalachia who have risen up to do that, who have, who have been both like, financial support systems, but also like community support systems and academic support systems. And I think that that's really important. And the, the, the other thing I would say about that is, is, is being open about that. Like not, if you're an ally, you know, being open about being an ally. I'm not saying if you're, if you're um, queer, being open about being queer necessarily, that's, that's to everybody's own personal decision-making. And a lot of people can't be open about it. And I understand that, but if you're an ally, I think it's important to, um, to do as much as you can to show that to people because, um, you know, people need to know and queer people certainly need to know and need to have that support. I wish I had a better answer. I'm not an expert on this and I'm not someone who's had a lot of experience in dealing with queer issues in rural America. So I don't feel as comfortable giving a lot of answers on this, but I think just from baseline perspective, that's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, one of the easy ways, I guess, to put it would be create a safe, safe split in that place that anybody's welcome, whether, you know, queer or not, just, you know, create a, a space where everybody feels they're able to be. I think that's how you create connections and allow people. I, I think the big thing is educating young people who may be susceptible to learn hatred that there's nothing to hate. Yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing that you can do, because I promise you, if somebody is 40, 50, 60 years old and filled with hate, it's very difficult to try and convince them otherwise. But if yeah. you get a kid who's 12, 13, 14 years old and his old man's at home saying, you know, all all these queers, you know, but but then, you know, they get to meet people like, for you know, I'm from Parkersburg where it. At that time, it, LGBTQ plus issues weren't discussed, especially in, in my neck of the woods. And it was like almost a culture shock going to school, you know, going to college, especially up in the Eastern Panhandle Hell yeah. and and meeting so many people who identified in so many different ways. Um, I was so, so uneducated about it when I when I went into school and luckily I wasn't filled with rage or hatred or anything, but I definitely was dumb about it like i had no idea like i you know as a kid i thought those you know i thought those jokes were funny and uh and and all that shit and they obviously aren't now but like no one was telling me that as a kid so i think that that as as we mentioned in the last question uh there you don't need to educate your kids as much on the unionization at a young age you do need to educate them on accepting everyone at a young age and if you can do that with multiple kids you're definitely winning yeah. Um, that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up because definitely when we were growing up, there was a, there was only like discussion and voices about the negative of it. Right. Or, or like the, or like putting it, making it into something bad. Like they were being different. Out, right. They were different. They were, it wasn't right. It wasn't Christian, that kind of thing. And you didn't hear anybody pushing back against that. And I think that that's really important or providing a, another you know, narrative of like, no, this is actually totally fine. It's normal. You're normal. If you identify as LGBTQ uh, and, and that's perfectly fine. Um, The last thing I would add to this is if like, especially like with protecting queer youth, if you see acts of discrimination or, or anti LGBTQ hate, you have to call it out immediately and, and, and to that person's face and push back immediately and not let it fester. And that's what I would say. Yep. 
The last one was Rivers, and I am going to say something on it. Uh, someone said Rivers to this. Like, that was their reply to this, and I want to say I'm for them. Um, I'm also for Rivers. For Rivers. You got two pro-Rivers people on this yep. show. Very pro If you are a River fan, you're in the right place. Yep, yep. And if you're a River hater, then you need to turn you, this, this, this show This is not off. a safe place for you. No, you need to go back to your dry, barren estuaries where you belong. Yeah. That's yeah. right. At best, a crick. At best, a crick. That's right. So now we're on to the beef segment. Jeez, uh, man, this is... um. It's the beef before Thanksgiving, so that's a big one. They call him the Ohio River of Beef because he can get dirty. He's full of C8, but but at the end of the day, he's flushing out all the bullshit of the Ohio Valley. Beef with Big John. If you bother by he back up out the grill. My boy Big John's finna fix you up a mill. Yeah, your brother rules. That's a big deal. Got your mouth full, but it don't matter still. Y'all want some beef with Big John. But at the same time, don't you beef with Big John. Trying to be the man, but you sweet when it's time. Open up wide and it'll leave till it's gone. Eat your beef with Big John. Eat your beef with Big John. This is beef with Big John. This, Y'all got this beef is, with Big John. This is pretty easy. Okay. Okay. This... This week's uh, beef is all about Thanksgiving. Oh. One of them being, <laughs> these, I guess, aren't as much beefs as much as, like, annoyances not to do. Don't be the one who's late for dinner. Okay. All right. That's reasonable. Okay. Don't do that. Don't be the one who gets overly drunk. Don't okay. do that. Um, yeah, that's never fun to be the drunk person at the party, even if it is Thanksgiving. Right. Don't be the one who starts the discussion about politics. Oh, that's where you... That's no fun, John. It's no fun. And the other thing is, don't be the one who ignores Thanksgiving all day long just to talk about Christmas. What? There are so many people who just want to skip over Thanksgiving. They start talking about Christmas right away. Well, yeah, that, beef in, with that. I mean, that in part is uh, because of freaking Black Friday starting now. Exactly, that's my point. Thanksgiving. That, that was the last thing. It, oh, okay. Well, don't let me take it from you. Is don't be a dick on Black Friday. Does it unpack that? I want to know what does that mean. Twofold. One, don't be a dick to the people working. That's a big thing. People go and they they demand that these people who are working find items for them at a discounted price or, um, you know, they get they get so angry because somebody got in line in front of them. So they want the employee to do so. Those people are just working. Leave them alone. They don't care. They don't care about your 32 inch TV, Karen. They don't. They don't care. They just want to make a living and go home. They don't care about your sales. So be respectful. Don't be a dick. That's that's part one. Part okay. two, part two. Don't be the person. <laughs> this is always it cracks me up. Don't be the person who gets into a fight on Black Friday. <laughs> God, you don't want to be the one that ends up on YouTube. It's not good. And trust me, like the fifteen dollars Spider Man that your kid wants isn't worth your fifteen seconds of terrible fame. Just go on Amazon and buy it later. Or don't go to Amazon, actually. Go to go to a local store and get it. But find it elsewhere. <laughs> like there's that's the other thing. I keep seeing these memes and I think they're perfect. Is like Tuesday, TV, eight hundred dollars. And it's like, hold. <laughs> like from Braveheart, where he's like, hold. And then it's like Wednesday, TV, eight hundred dollars. Hold. <laughs> and then it's like Friday, TV, seven ninety nine. Go, go, go. <laughs> So it's all so ridiculous. So it's that simple. There's other ways around it. You don't need to do it. Be a good person. My beef is that simple this week. That, I mean, if you disagree with that, then you are the Grinch that stole the turkey leg. The turkey. At Thanksgiving. That's right. Are you having turkey? 
I have no idea. We we actually had this discussion earlier, and we're not seeing family for Thanksgiving because we're we're doing we're doubling up on Christmas. So it's just right. me and Kristen. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do. We might just completely go off script and make our own like pasta or something. Oh, we do ham. We oh, don't do turkey. What? I'm just. I'm not a fan of ham. I know people like it. That's just not my thing. Yeah, well, millions of people like it. But yeah, of course. Millions of people also like cigarettes, too, but I don't. Okay, hundreds of millions of people like ham. Yeah, well, you know who doesn't? Pigs. True, but turkeys don't like turkey. No, not turkey. And turkey's always dry. Turkey is, it's hard to get it just Now, right. when I smoke turkeys, I'll eat them. Those are good. Always remember that. Remember to have your turkeys smoked and your pets spayed or neutered. Thanks, Bob Barker. And thank you all for listening to this special Thanksgiving edition of Apod Latcha. We will be back next week with more. See y'all later. Latcha is a product of 18 Husky. The show is produced by Chuck Cora. The views expressed on this show are solely that of the co-host Chuck Cora and John Eisner and do not at all in any way represent the views of our respective employers.